tuning in to the World XP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please remember to drop a sub, drop a like, and leave your thoughts down below in the comments. With that, we will see you guys in the podcast. So I was showing my team a video yesterday on learning and the aspect of learning mm-hmm. uh, and different ways to be able to remember the stuff that you learn and different strategies for it. Um, and there was a bunch of different quotes from folks in there. Um, but there was one from the creator of the subreddit, like, change my mind or change my view. Crowder? Um, that Crowder guy. I think so. Yeah. Um, I've got the screenshot on my iPad. Um, mainly because I was thinking, like, what can I take away from this this video? Because it was really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the irony of it was you're watching a video trying to learn how to remember stuff that you forget it. You know, you have to go back to the video and watch it again. Um, but it says, this is this yeah. is the quote. His name is Cal Turnbull from Change mm-hmm. My the, the, the subreddit changed my view it says it seems to be in our nature to focus on how we are wrong over the fact that we're now smarter as if we can't be works in progress and we often attach our egos to what we believe a view is just how you see something it doesn't have to define you and or define you and trying to detach from it to gain understanding can be a very good thing mm. uh, and i was thinking about that and i was like the video has so many good points it's, it's, the center of it is talking about learning Right. But there's so many good quotes in it and there's so many good topics that can extend into so many different facets of life. And this specifically, I was thinking about one, when you're learning stuff, when you have a disagreement with somebody, mm-hmm. right, either based on um, how you feel about something or based on if you if you do have some knowledge in it, but you're not extensive knowledge. The beauty of whether it be disagreements or healthy conversations that there's always an opportunity to learn something. Right. You're never the, if there's always those quotes from like the business pages is like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you need to leave and find another room. Like those, yeah. type, those type of business quotes and this same, you know, they're kind of cheesy, but the same mindset is there's, you, you never really are the smartest person in the room. There's going to be no. someone in there that knows something more than you do about right? something, about something. And that's just the beauty of, of, of the human experience. So seeing that quote was like one word ego getting tied up in there. was like, yeah, people don't, you know. You can think of like family members of people you know who just don't like to be wrong or they'll get into an argument when you try and prove them wrong of why they yeah. are, whatever the case might be. Um, but this was just something I thought of. It was a really, really good video. It mentions a book in there. Um, let me find the pictures there. It mentions a book in here. Uh, it's called What What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains or something like that. It's mm-hmm. called The Shallows. I don't remember about the author. It's called The Shallows. Um, and I actually have the book. I just don't know where it's at. It's somewhere. So this worth it's worth the the video itself is worth the watch. I can share it with you when we get when we finish up here. Yeah, that'd be great. It goes back to um Yeah, screw it, I'll say it. For those that know about Jordan Peterson, who it's like some people think he's controversial. I think that's wild. But he says one of his he like he's got this book called Twelve Rules for Life. And in the book and that one or maybe the sequel to it, like the Twelve More Rules for Life. Um, he's got a rule called treat everyone as if they know somebody that or something treat everyone as if they know something that you don't. Yeah. And so that's the same thing. This is the same thing basically, but it's like, it's weird that there's so many different ways to basically say you don't have to be attached to your views because you're always learning new things mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. Yeah. And you, sh- and it's, and it's hard to be in that mindset all the time because it's easier to think that you're right. Yeah. Um, and so I've been trying to like to do that. And sometimes it's a difficult 
depending on like the situations you're in and like what the subject matter is it's like oh dude like no so i'm not no not this guy but like but then it's like that's the ego part where it's like where you're in that situation and then you have to think about it and say to yourself he that he knows something that i don't know and there's always something to be learned from other people even if it's what not to do you yeah. know like you see somebody out doing something that you think is wild but you've yeah. learned i don't think that's a good idea so i'm probably not going to do that yeah and then you add it to your library of experiences and stuff and then when people run into troubles when that library of experiences turns into that thing of spongebob where his brain is on fire and the, all, the sponge, <laughs> all, the, all the mini spongebobs are running around trying to file things but yeah it's yeah trying to live like that has helped me grow as a person yeah a lot the last uh i don't know four years or so yeah and then i have to actively think like that on here yeah because there's some episodes where it's hard to carry a conversation like uh whether it's all of a sudden you're not interested in the subject anymore yeah. or you're not getting good answers or and, don't know like it's yeah. something you know, they're they're passionate and tense about it and you're like dude I, I don't know look about what this is yeah and so you gotta actively especially for like an hour as well it's, yeah. like, it's different if you're just like oh hey what's up and then the conversation's over but for an hour yeah. or an hour and a half or sometimes two with jay although yeah. with jay you just let him talk <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna try to get, get him back on by the way that should be funny I need to get um oh yeah i ain't talking to jay in a hot minute yeah the river's kid man yeah i need i want to go down there i want to move to richmond dude richmond is still like yeah yeah i want i want to visit him at some point i haven't seen him since our uh engagement party um that engagement party yeah last wait when was it last summer last summer yeah like family mostly and like bridal party and a couple other people my dad just talked to jay the whole time he ignored everybody else dang does he know jay prior or is it the first time we met him no first time jay got jay got a good vibe into him no but also my dad has good vibes they just yeah. hit it off. <laughs> yeah. There's always there's a, there's a uh, I think it might have been a, a a TikTok video or a picture on Instagram I seen when it's like when you introduce one of your best friends to your other best friend and they hit it off and you're just yeah. sitting like like just <laughs> like just <chilling>. yeah. <laughs> like I knew yeah. I knew I'm cool y'all are both cool I knew y'all like each other yeah it didn't bother me because I had to go say hi to everybody else like yeah. make the rounds and stuff and I, I thought I, it was hilarious because other people were like you need to say hi to your son's fiance's parents. He was like, nah, but this is more fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then Tommy, Tommy's, walk, Tommy's walking around. He printed out 50 memes. And he was, <laughs> and he he's hand them out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best yeah, one, the best one, he, he said marriage is like pre-ordering a MILF. And he gave it to Jenna. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, dude, that was funny. That was a funny day. He gave like three to Jay. Uh, yeah, good times. Jeez, oh, but yeah. Anyways, That's... so uh, yeah, holding conversations is is hard sometimes, unless it's with people like that and just. <laughs> it was hitting it all. Yeah, dude, that was funny. We still some people. Somebody sent me a picture of their fridge, and the meme was still up there. And it's like I'm not gonna say what it was. 
Yeah. But it was, it was like it was like it was like a Tommy Beth pushing it a bit, dude. Yeah. And it's still we're up on that it. bridge. Yeah. It's, it. it's it's wild. Well yeah. People are interesting generally. Like you're talking about the human experience. It's like yeah. all all sorts of things in the human experience, dude. And like I was talking to Chris about when we were in Austin. Taryn and I were in Austin. Mm-hmm. And like the homeless population down there. Then kind of, but then, because we were at comedy shows, and some of the comedians seem like they should be homeless, also. Yeah. Just like by how they are. Like clothing wise. Everything just like ha- like haven't got a haircut in forever. Yeah. Clothes don't fit. Like, and it's like we we were walking down Sixth Street after one of the comedy shows, and we saw one of the comedians from the night before outside a bar smoking a cigarette, and we were like. I told a story on Chris's as well. So if it's, these are back to back, my bad, but uh, for people listening, but we saw the guy outside and Taryn went up to say like, Oh, like, is the bar, is it good in the bar? Because he's standing outside the bar. So yeah. a cigarette, which is like what you do. And he was like, no, I live here. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he's like, I guess he lives in a room in above the back the of the bar or above the bar or something. Dang. And we were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Yeah. I mean, there are I did, I did a double take. Yeah. And, but it's not like this. This is not a residential area. At There's all. no like, it's like downtown. Like the whole street is just bars and like tattoo parlors and like whatever. Yeah. We walked by a tattoo place that was open at two in the morning. People were fucked up getting tattoos. I was about to say, I feel like that's a marketing strategy. Oh, for sure. Let them get you know, yeah. a, little, a little drunk, and they'll be people, like, oh, let's get a tattoo. Like, people do, like, bachelor party in Austin. Like, yeah. Give the, <laughs> give the best man a tattoo when he's passed out. It's like, yeah. Drag him over there and get it done. But, yeah, but that's the vibe of the street, and he just lives in a room in the bar. I mean, as a comedian, he probably keeps it, you know, it keeps him busy. I will say one thing I, I've noticed about comedians, and sometimes just artists in general, it seems like their lives are just way more entertaining than ours. Quote, I don't want it though, hours, right? But then I don't it want also, it. Is it is it do they find their art or their craft in everyday situations? Right. Hit this 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 example. I feel like that's a little. That's like he's he's putting himself in a situation to just see funny stuff on a regular uh, basis. I mean, maybe if that's what he's doing, then fair play. Yeah. But he also looked like the type of person that would be living in a bar. Yeah. Like, didn't look put together at all. Just, yeah. like, he... <laughs> How did he get to this point? Dude, he, he asked Taryn and I during the show, because we saw him during the show. He was like, are you guys gay? Because it was just it was just me and him, like, at our yeah. table. He's yeah. like, are you guys gay? And Taryn goes, no. He, goes, <laughs> he, he has a fiancé. He points at me, and some blonde girl who's wasted in the back is like, aww. Like couldn't couldn't be me or whatever. And this guy goes, yeah. I look like this and she looks like that, and I'm still happier than her. And I was like, yo. Dang. The comedian said that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like fried. Absolutely fried. But it's like that's that's a place where the boundaries of the human experience are pushed yeah. in very strange ways. Yeah. It was really cool. Taryn got roasted the show prior to that too. Dang. That was funny. He was sitting with his arms crossed because it was cold. Yeah. And he didn't have like the um he didn't have his hat on, so his hair's like oh, and, the com- and the comedian was like 
<laughs> he's like, are you from a Dr. Seuss book? Because his hair was out. He's like, I, what's, what did he say? Like, you look like thing one. He's like, I don't laugh here. I don't laugh there. I don't laugh anywhere. I'm square. <laughs> about to like, his arms are crossed too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting next to Taryn and I was like, Damn. You got you got pull a hat down like that. Like, I was like, yeah, it wasn't me. It wasn't could couldn't be me, man. Yeah, who is this? Dude, uh, I yeah, want to go to. I've been to me a, a live comedy show yet. I want to go. A, it was a good time. You got to go to one in a club though. You can't go to one like in an arena because it's like it's different. There was only like forty people in there, but yeah. the comedian was still like famous. Like it wasn't like we saw nobodies. Yeah, like the openers were local ones. Yeah. Um, but we saw a guy that the headliner wasn't, and we saw a guy there that opens up for like Rogan and Tony Hinchcliffe. Like, yeah. And he was living in a van until he went on the show. And then they, the big comedians saw him and they were like, yeah, you're hilarious. You're coming along for the ride. Basically took him with him. Yeah. And see, I almost feel like when you, when you put yourself in that, that, that position to, to just be ready. Mm-hmm. Like if the door comes knocking, you're in a position to just piece out the situation you're in and go. And yeah, go facts. Like, you, like you, for sure. <laughs> but this is the weird part. It's like we celebrate him for doing that, for being ready to go. And then the yeah. people that aren't as funny yeah. that are still living in their van, we're like, what yeah. are you doing with your life? Well, but, if it, but they're both doing the same thing. One just got – one is either more talented or got lucky. Or found yeah. what he wants to do. Like yeah, that, that's, it's weird. That's, like people do the same things, and when it works out, and when it doesn't work out, we're like, "You, you, you shouldn't have done that." And it's like, "Yeah, you took a chance. Good job." Yeah. It's like, why do we do that? That and again, you, when you go back to the idea of the human experience, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you think we do that, though? Like two people took the chance, and one per it worked out for one person, and one didn't for somebody else. And we're like, "Yeah, good job yeah. taking the chance." And then we're like. For the other person, we're like, that was stupid. You shouldn't have taken that chance. I'd say fear, right? <clears throat> like other people projecting onto them. Projecting their fears onto someone, right? Like if the idea of – it's the same thing of like bullies, the same mindset of, of being a bully. Right? Mm. Bullies bully people because they're insecure with themselves or they dislike themselves, so they, they bully other other people, right? A lot of folks will say, this is a terrible idea. You need to get – you know, this is, there's no job security in this need to figure out get it together because it could be the same fashion i would love to go be a comedian right travel the country go to shows like that go to little bars have a good life i want to be on stage i'm not saying i personally will but let's say the person who's projecting that fear wants that yeah and then somewhere along the way either because someone else did it or again fear overtook their their decision making they said you know what now forget that i'm gonna just i'm gonna go find a secure position find a secure job and then just just kind of work this out, work this career path out, which which, which you can see what a lot of folks would do, right? Yeah. So, and then one person who who basically says, "No, nah, screw that! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let fear take take control over. I'm not gonna follow that path and pursue it, and it works out." You're like, "Yo, yeah, this, he's done it. He's hilarious, right? You noticed yeah. that? Have you watched um, Kanye's documentary on Netflix? No, dude. Should I dude, watch it? Dog, it's worth it." You don't even have to, like the thing is like I, Kanye has said some off the wall stuff. Yeah, off the wall, right. He's 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 and it, the funny part is is there's some stuff that I forgot he said like over the years. You know, even just look for the last year when he's trying to run for president, his hair was cut a different way. Like he's he's done he a lot of odd stuff, right? Yeah. But this documentary 
kind of opens a door into a, uh, at least a life in a world that I didn't know about Kanye West, right? Like the man, when he, when he was coming onto the stage as, a, as an artist, no one gave him the time of day. I don't want to spoil yeah. it. I don't want to spoil it for the viewers, but no one gave this man a time, the time of day. But from the jump, from day one, this man knew he was good. Didn't yeah. care what nobody said, didn't care what nobody thought of him. The man knew what he was making was good and that if he got the chance, he was like, <clears throat> a phrase he said in there was, that I really liked was, like, there wouldn't be a Michael Jordan if Michael Jordan wasn't Michael Jordan, right? Like, there mm. wouldn't be, so there, mm-hmm. like, you wouldn't have someone who's who's arguably, I can't, you can't even say arguably nowadays because two three-peats and, you know, Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan because yeah. of who you've seen. Have you seen his 10-part documentary? Yeah, that's really good. He wasn't the kindest person. No, his, his teammates will say it. He was not. He was kind of rude. He was mean, right? He was kind of arrogant. But it's like, dude, when you hold yourself to that high of a standard and you believe in it, it's yeah. it's it's so it's such a dichotomy when when that type of mentality or that type of and there's ways you can do it, you know, maybe a little bit more polite. But at the end of the day that thinking of maybe I can do it a little bit, middle, little bit more polite isn't going to get you to where it got him. Yeah. Not The same thing with Kanye. Kanye says some rude stuff. Kanye's kind of arrogant. He's kind of conceited. But dang it, the man made good music. Yeah. Right? Like, there's there's a scene in, in, I think it was 04 or 06, one or two, whenever the college dropout drop, <clears throat> came out, right? And he knew, leading up to it, before the album dropped, it was going to be a fire album. Again, real, real self-confidence, real belief. I mean, it was. Moment. That was a good album, album it's, dude. It's still, it's still to me like one. Anything with that bear is, yeah. is period. The fact that he won was it? If not three, he won one, one for sure Grammy. If not three, off of that first album, right? Mm. And his speech, his speech was like it was so Kanye esque, and it set the bar for who Kanye was. Where his closing Grammy speech was like, you know, the one question everybody wanted to know this, that, and the third: what would happen if Kanye West didn't win? Right, and then he says, "Well, I guess we'll never know." Holds the Grammy up and walks off this off the mic. <laughs> Most Kanye West thing that you can think of from yeah. 2004, dog. That is 18 years ago. Yeah, he's still been like that, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it's it was it was just as much you know. Again, as 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 dumb as Kanye can be with certain stuff and some of the stuff he says, you can't deny the man had like. When you believe in yourself and you produce the quality of work that backs it up, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's almost like you can't argue with the results. Forget the personality, no. forget who he is. <laughs> when it comes to music and it comes to an artistic expression of yourself, man, prove that you made good stuff. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the like the very, 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 very best in everything. Are all like apparently Elon is a bit of a nightmare to work with. But he's like the smartest dude on the planet, or one of. Like, it's got to be that somewhere. Yeah, and that's what kind of stinks is that again the mindset of why why are you like this? Why do you go out and do this? Why are you sleeping in your car trying to pursue this craft? Mm-hmm. Someone's got to do it. Yeah, and you, you know, everyone's route isn't going to be identical, right? And sometimes yeah. the route that gets you to the top is not the one you would want to ever repeat, right? Yeah, it's weird because I think. People don't want to, or it seems to me that the thing that gets swept under the rug in these conversations of like celebrating risk or not mm-hmm. is the talent and the self-awareness of the talent, right? Like Kanye knew he had 
he knew the talent was there. Yeah. But like some 50 year old guy that's still trying to be a stand up comedian, it's like, all right, dude, it's probably not good. You're like, you're probably not that funny. Like you, yeah. like you get some laughs at some clubs and you do this and that, and that's yeah. fine. But like, I think it's that self, it's the self aware. I think, I almost think we celebrate the self-awareness to take the chance on yourself and the self-awareness to know when to not, if that makes sense. And it's, it's less, it's less about like, it's, it's taking the risk, but you gotta learn from it. Taking, well that, but also taking an educate, like an educated or calculated risk. Yeah. Right. Like this guy that's opening for Rogan, Hans Kim is, the one that he was living in his van, like that's a calculated risk. Yeah. That dude is hilarious. Yeah. And he knew, he had to have known he was good. Yeah. Like Tony Hinchcliffe makes fun of him for having a spreadsheet with all his jokes and like crafting his acts to like, he's got, he's got like a joke about this, joke about this, joke about this. Hey, these are all the same. And then he goes and works on them like every night at open mics, he goes to crafts like the jokes, like the, like the, like crafting a joke is hard as hard it's as not, hell according to nathan the guy that was on that i had on the podcast did you listen to that one not yet it's because it's, it's, I, was, I was just checking youtube before we jumped on here go here. listen go listen to that when you get a chance because it was eye-opening nathan habib i think it's 50 episode okay. 50 eye-opening how how to craft a joke mm-hmm. because comedians use this thing called word economy and one word can make or break a joke like somebody laughing or not laughing and they work at it and they work at it and they work at it to get it exactly perfect how they want. And then they all have different styles as well. So they got to figure out what works for them and write to their style. Like some people have different writing styles. Like Rogan will just write just word vomit on paper when he's baked out of his mind and then go back the next day. And like, he, he said, he said there might be like one joke out of 10 pages of word vomit. And no, no, no. But I'm saying like one joke that he can craft out of that 10 pages of word vomit that he, that he typed into the computer. And one joke is like, I don't know, like 15 seconds, if that 30 seconds. And then, and then he's got to do that for an hour's worth of material. So that's like a couple hundred jokes or like stories, stories where you have punchlines in the stories to craft it perfectly for an hour's worth of material for a special. One one, my favorite comedian is Dave Chappelle, and I say oh, he's, he's dog, amazing. dog. He once you and it's almost I don't know I'm not a comedian so I don't know if there's like a trajectory or if maybe this isn't even it's not a universal blanket you can put on everybody, but if you watch a lot of his specials, a lot of times he's not even really like setting up. Well, he does. I can't argue. It, it seems like he's just weaving a story yeah. with punchlines within it. Mm-hmm. But all the the story is a buildup of the joke, right? Yeah. He weaves the joke, the, the punchline into the he weaves the joke with the punchline, knowing the punchline is at the end. So it sounds like he's just he's just telling you his experience and telling you yeah. the story that happened. But so he knows crazy. the ending to the yeah. story and he's gonna say it in a punchline, right? And my and for me, if you're gonna talk for an hour, think of like a seminar, right? Mm-hmm. In a seminar, you you're sharing information, you're saying hope. Thing is, more hopefully you're sharing information you're sharing interesting information that people want to learn yeah when a comedian is in my when you're sharing a story as a comedian you're hopefully sharing a story that will get people to laugh mm-hmm. right 
and knowing when to slide the punchline in or how to build the story up to uh, get them invested in the story only to let them off with a hilarious punchline at the end is a reward for their time, right? So even though it's funny because he talks about he he bombs at places too, like he'll get booed off, you know, people want refunds and stuff in third. And I'm like, oh, well, those aren't the ones who make it to Netflix. <laughs> those, no. those are the, if you're there and you experience it, you know it happens. Yeah. And even, even arguing with people who are who are really, really good at this. Yeah. Also those days. No, they all do. And it's all it's always a learning experience. And that's what the other thing that Nathan was talking about, like the importance of bombing. It's like it's important because you learn what works and what doesn't. You don't want to experience it often because obviously that means you're not very good. But like for his special, he put a special out on YouTube. It's like close to like 48 minutes or like close to an hour yeah. that every single word is written in his Google Doc word for word the entire hour. And he memorized it. Yeah. That's impressive. I couldn't do that. Because like, he, craft, he, crafted he crafted everything to that level. Because you work on the premise for a while, so you know kind of. But then, like, you're work- he's working with the material for, like, a year. For the same 48-minute special for a year. Yeah, but so what happens is when you do spots at comedy clubs, you might have, like, ten t- a 10-minute spot. So you do, like, this 10-minute segment. And then maybe the next night you got 15 minutes. So you do a different 15-minute. So, like, you can craft, this, like, the parts individually yeah before you bring it all together like you don't like you don't got to be doing the entire 48 minutes the whole time all the time yeah but then he was like leading up to it he wasn't caring about getting the laughs and like having fun with the crowd he was rehearsing so that's a different sort of delivery where he's just going from trying to deliver the joke like get ready for it and then that's different than like I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's just it's so weird. I'm fascinated by it and I keep talking about it on here. Yeah. And like I feel like people might be tired of it, but screw you. <laughs> it's your podcast. <laughs> it's my podcast and twenty people listen to it anyways. And it's th- three of them are me. Uh, <laughs> you know, three different accounts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll say I remember I was talking with a, a guy I work with today about improv, right? Mm-hmm. I I feel like comedians will say improv is not like a, a good subset. I don't know if Nick has an opinion on it. Um, or is it Nick or Nate? Nate, Nathan. Yeah. I don't know if Nathan has an opinion on improv, but I've heard it's not like an equivalent to the full, like the full set. Well, you can clearly see, cause if you're rehearsing something for 48, you know, 48 minutes for a year versus improv, just coming up with stuff on, on the fly. That's, it's two years, two different ball games right there. Well, it's both. The like ama- like the really great ones like you know Andrew Sh- like Schultz or yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe like is he their, is their Andrew Schultz crowd work Schultz no well so like he does the crafted stuff yeah but his crowd work which is improv yeah is off the charts good that's what that's what I know him for yeah. that's mostly what his TikTok joke like if you watch any of his TikTok videos most of the time they're crowd so, joke so why do you think so he releases that all that stuff. Yeah. Because that's a one-time thing. You're not going to get that crowd. You're not going to get that guy in the front row that you can roast. You're not going to release any of the crafted stuff because once you release it, it's done. Everybody knows it, and they don't want to come to your shows anymore. Because they see the craft already. Yeah. So then you wait to release the crafted stuff in your special, and then you release all the crowd work stuff to get people like, oh, this dude's funny. I'll go buy like a little nuggets. Yeah. Little nuggets. Yeah, and that's a new thing. That's a relatively new thing that that is happening in the world of comedy. There's and a other, other people are following, like Mark Normand, 
uh, Shane Gillis, like um, Akash, who's on Schultz's podcast. Uh, who else? I don't know. Oh, uh, Chris DiStefano as well. Chris is one of them. Dude, he's hilarious. Did you <laughs> did you hear his? He went on Tom Segura's podcast and he was talking about his dad. And <clears throat> he's like, so he has a PhD in physical therapy. DiStefano does. You're kidding. Yeah, and he was going to therapy, and his therapy and his therapist was like, "You're hilarious. Have you considered doing stand up before? Like your stories are funny." Yeah. So, anyways, so he's talking, telling a story about him graduating from like with his PhD and it's like they're having people from the different religions do like different prayers, like a Bishop or whatever was up there. And, uh, what's the Jewish, what's the Jewish one? Jewish priest. No, Jewish priest. Oh, rabbi. Rabbi. Yeah. Rabbi. (laughs) And then then (laughs) he's like the Muslim one was up there, like the Sultan or the Shah or whatever. Yeah. Like, completely just butchered whatever it was yeah what what is them i feel like an idiot i'm googling this right now imam yeah the imam was up there and he was like oh so like the shah or sultan or whatever like he got it wrong on purpose yeah. like, to add comedic effect and he's like doing, he's like doing the story they're like doing the prayer in arabic and he goes there's dead silence and i hear from the back hakuna matata was <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this on a special or is this live no it's on a podcast he's just telling the story okay and he's like his dad yeah he's like 500 people turned around he's like except for me because i knew exactly who it was the dude yelled hakuna matata with a thick new york accent <laughs> yeah <laughs> i watched it like 10 times dude i was still laughing the whole time uh, mm-hmm. But but yeah, so like they release these parts and like yeah. the podcasts, they do the podcasts is like because they tell stories like that that are hilarious, that aren't crafted bits yet. Yeah. So that's why they can release those, and that's why they don't release the other stuff. So Nimesh Patel is one of them too. <clears throat> Who? Nimesh Patel. Oh, I've heard of him. He's funny as well. He's hilarious. I'm pretty sure he'd be drinking on stage. I mean, he's always got some. A lot of people do. A lot yeah. of people do. Shane Gillis always has a beer with him on stage. Big geeks, man. Yeah. And it makes like I want to. I, and then as we sit here, continue to talk about it. I want to. I want to go to one of these shows, like an actual show. We'll talk. We'll talk later. I, I hope. I think there's people. Some people coming to DC relatively soon. And we okay. might be able to go because the I'm, DC Improv. That's where um, Schultz's crowd work special was. Was the DC yeah. Improv? Okay, that's where he filmed it. It's and specifically. No, it's just called as a comedy club called that. Gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, like yeah. they're prepared stuff as well. They they do this. Yeah, it's ev- everything. Everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, okay. Do you remember Mo? He played basketball with us. Tommy's roommate. Not Jay's friend Mo. I was about to say that's the one I know. No, the lanky lanky one from oh somewhere <laughs> I think India, India or Pakistan maybe. He's Tommy's roommate. Was he Super long arms. Was huh? he big yeah, 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 yes. yeah. So he went to go see Schultz and Akash before they yeah. got big in DC, and so he's so yeah. But anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk later about it. But I think I would. I mean, if you're down to go, like we'll find tickets. And he'll he'll be down to go, and then another like, we'll we'll make it happen for sure. Um. All right. 
for those listening, I'll leave the comedy alone. But basically, the reason I'm interested is because it pushes the boundary of what's acceptable to like say in certain situations. And their job is to find the line where it's still funny and acceptable, but like also pushes it to where it's like, ooh, <laughs> they got to find the line. And that's what's interesting to me. That's been the nature of comedy, in my opinion, across the board. Like, if you go back to a lot of like, even like 90s and even prior to 90s comedy, it was raunchy stuff. Like, whole, there was some of it. But then there's the Seinfelds who are like, what's the deal with airplane peanuts? It's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's uh, there was a there was a famous black comedian like early early on Pryor, yes Richard Pryor Richard Pryor, Pryor. Yeah. Pryor. Lord now you want to talk about a little more raunchy than you would think how he passed I didn't realize he passed away yeah I think he had MS dude he was I've I've heard some of his specials well there's no dude there's no video to like get people in trouble so you could say whatever you wanted you say whatever you want yeah it, yeah that was so. Yeah, he, he used to say some, some, but there was a there was a J Cole song where he sampled one of his one of his lines, right? Oh, so for real? Like, yeah, one of the, like the beginning of his song was Richard Pryor doing you know doing his joke. Yeah, dude, he's a legend among and them. his voice, his voice is iconic. Once you hear his voice, you know you're hearing Richard Pryor. Mm, yeah. So the idea of you can't you know certain boundaries can't cross. I'm like, yeah. oh, they were crossed already. They just weren't put on you know thirty second social media clips yeah. out to the world. Yeah. Speaking of voices, do you see Jamie Foxx's impression of Chappelle? Mm-mm. I'll send it to you afterwards. I think Jamie Foxx might be the most talented like oh, show okay. show person ever. Speaking of Kanye West, dude, you dude, remember acts, how he, yeah. things, does impressions, he's funny, yep. act, like, did I say acts? acts. He does everything, and he's everything. good at all of it, like world class at all of it. I think, dude, he might be like up there as like one of the most talented like just people ever generally i if think you, if you go back to it's so funny random tidbit back to Kanye west um <clears throat> for two things you heard him you heard that he uh changed his name legally to yay right no i've stopped paying attention to most things in like well he changed he legally changed his name to yay i think in 2020 <laughs> But if you search Ye up on Spotify, it still pulls up Kanye West, but it's not. They haven't changed the Ye. Anyways, um, if you go back to the college dropout and listen to, like, the album straight through, mm-hmm. it sounds like Bernie Mac. And the time, the, time, the time that it was, I thought for years it was Bernie Mac. It sounds smack like him. Mm-hmm. When you watch his documentary, it's Jamie Foxx in Dude, this weird, insane, funky bro. voice. Weird, funky, like, the, begin- the, the intro song. Um, there's one, I think it's like the beginning of graduate. It's like a skit before graduation, the song uh, graduation, where he was yeah. like, Kanye, you need, you need to play something for the kids. You got to play something for the kids. But it, yo, it was like smack like Bernie Mac. And it's Jamie Foxx the whole, throughout the whole album. Any odd voice you hear is more than likely Jamie Foxx. I didn't realize that. Talent, dog. That's and not surprising. And he had his own TV show. Yeah. He did a Kanye impersonation on Ellen. Did he really? Like years ago, yeah. Him and Jay Farrell were on there, just like she like she would pull pull a name out and then pull a situation out, and then they would have to do that person in that situation. And I think uh, Jamie Foxx got Kanye at a used car sales lot or oh. something like that. Hilarious. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. He was a comedian too, right? He's done some. Yeah. Yeah, dude, he's done everything. He's done everything. 
It's crazy. I don't do that. I don't know. He's so talented, bro. He's a very talented dude. Terrell, Texas is where he's from. What do you think about uh, Will Smith smacking Chris Rock? And the reason I ask that now is because nobody cares about it anymore. Nobody cares. <laughs> Dog, it, I remember a friend of mine sent me just a clip of it. And I'm like, dang, I don't remember seeing this. this is 10 years ago. No. And then I was like, you know, I saw somebody else had like saying like, yo, did y'all see, y'all, are y'all watching the, uh, was it the Oscars? It's like, yo, you're watching the Oscars. <laughs> That's Actually, the thing, no, but nobody knows. This, 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 I'm sorry. This is, he sent the video. My friend sent the video at like 11 at night. I'm going to bed. I watch it. I'm like, dang, that's crazy. I don't remember seeing this years ago. Put my phone down, go to bed. Wake up the next morning, check Instagram, and it is flooded with this. I was like, yo, this happened last night. I'm like, I think it's, I'm not the biggest fan personally. From what I see from the outside looking in, I don't know what goes on internally with their relationship. Um, But I don't think. Ooh, Will and Jada. Don't think it's a healthy relationship, dude. No, it doesn't look like one. Like, it's everything that happened with August. And it's so ironic because I used to love August Alcina back in the day. He used to be, my like, the artist I wanted to emulate in terms of hairstyle, personality, and whole nine yards. It's crazy. <laughs> and then he fell off. I don't know where. Um, Stop making music. But, like. Yeah, Jada voodoo magic it out of it. Dog, like, and then the whole, the red table, that whole red table discussion crap, I'm not, it doesn't seem like a healthy relationship. That was the, like, complications one, or what was the word they used? Entanglement. Yeah, that one. Dog, and I'm like, you, like, it's Will Smith, it's the Fresh Prince, he don't, he could, like, honestly, respectfully, I feel like Will could, he he could do better if he wanted to, right? And this, I I don't want to offend anyone about it, but if you're going to treat a man as you know it's almost it's almost like a no i ain't gonna go there but like he was he was a lot of people's childhood favorite growing up fresh prince right like his his reputation i robot i am legend like this man is like he kind of ran a lot of people's childhood in terms of film pursuit of happiness pitch like like, this man he got the track record yeah he's successful how was he getting? And it's I guess it's it's a true testament again to, to the human experiences. No matter who you are, how much money you got, and how successful you are, still have problems. Toxic relationships, all of that abuse, all of that still comes, right? I mean, everyone you can navigate it differently, but don't think because you have the success and you have all of this that you're immune from it. And I think yeah. he's a prime example because that to me that was just that was a flare up. One apparently Chris Rock said something about Jada in 2016, the last time he hosted the Oscars. Right. Yeah, but I don't even think. It, I think that one was mild, also. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't mm-hmm. crazy. And at the end of the day, like he's a comedian. Again, when you're talking about they have, I put them in the in the realm of being able to throw the bows a little bit, especially if you do that for a career. If you're just some, you know, if you're just up there making jokes. You you don't make jokes on a regular. That's another yeah. thing. If you get paid to make people laugh, you can't really be mad when they host a yeah, show, and do sure. what they do for a job, right? Yeah. But again, it was the worst the worst action to take on that stage. Oh, right? it's horrible. It made me wonder like why <clears throat> how Ricky Gervais didn't get smacked for that 2020 Golden Globe speech where yeah. he said that they were all friends with Epstein. Did I, you not watch it? I didn't even see that. Oh dude. I, oh damn I got a lot to <laughs> we got a bunch of shit to send each other after yo so he goes he goes um what he's he was like I forgot what the line was but he was basically like He was making a joke 
about oh, what's the show? Not Stranger Things. Uh, the one where like the wife has cancer and then the dad wants to like kill himself or whatever. I don't remember what it was, but he was basically like, was it a series? He, yeah, it was on Netflix or something. And he segued from like he still he wanted to kill himself and it was still more fun than this. And he didn't kill himself because there's a season two or like he did in the end, there's a season two. So he didn't kill himself just like Epstein. And then everybody was like, oh, and then he's like, shut up. I know he's your friend. I don't care. This is a 2020. Yeah. And this is after all of that came out. Yeah. Yeah. At the Golden Globe. This is his speech. I was like, dude. Everyone loved it, though, because it was like, yes, our hero. But like. And then it was like, what you uh, got? Wait a minute. I did see it. I, yeah. I don't remember saying that, but I remember him calling out, like, he was laying it out there on the line. Like, calling yeah, it out. Like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> he was like, by the time my speech is over, DiCaprio's date will be too old for him. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> uh, I do remember that. Yeah. Was, I don't remember the FC thing, but I do remember him calling out so many different things. And yeah. it was like, Either either who pissed him off or what contract did they not uphold with that he signed? He's like, I'm yeah, screw this. I don't know, dude. But yeah, that was he he held no punches. But yeah, and then to go off to like the fame thing and you still have problems, then we went right from Rock and Will Smith to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah. And she like pooped on his bed, bro. Like what? That that the fact that that's like a like a living meme still <laughs> it's a bit funny i'm not gonna lie <laughs> uh, dude like what do you do after that do you like do you throw the bed away do you just change the sheets do you get a mattress like what needs to be adjusted dude, i don't know and then probably for me the funniest part that came out of that was that series of instagram reels and tiktoks where people were practicing the jack sparrow run like yeah, through right. public places i don't think i don't think leaving him out of the pirates of the caribbean if they even plan on making any more i don't know if they're gonna make they said there's you know he made it dude i didn't even watch the other ones without him in it i didn't either like the latest one isn't doesn't include him right yeah because she she hired somebody to write a hit piece on him and she never paid him apparently but she's still an aquaman that, I think I think she since she technically even though she's appealing it I think since she lost on the front face they they they're kind of hesitant about it right or no no the movie's already out isn't it the second one wait which one was she in she was in the first oh, one but she was supposed this. to be Using she was my casting, second monitor I was about to say the second monitor she's casting for the second one but I don't think I don't think shooting for it's complete yet and so I think, the first one is out and the second one. Oh, that's not the right button. Can't type. Good. She's so she is cast in it. Supposed to come out next year. I feel like by it's supposed to be out in a couple months, like at the end of this year, or like early next year. I feel like the actual shooting for most of the movie is done. Yeah. By now. Because I don't. This is this is the example that I'm going to bring up because I just heard it. But they finished filming Star Wars Episode Three in 2003, and it got released in 05. Dang! Probably all post production. Adding. Like, yeah, but they still did all the scenes and stuff before. Yeah. So I feel like the 
Let's see. Spokesperson confirms Amber Heard has not been cut from Aquaman 2, and that was a week ago. So I don't know. I don't think she, I don't know if actors get royalty for how much money a movie makes in you know the box office. She already got paid no for the movie. So regardless of if people you can boycott the movie, I'm thinking of what people might do. You can try to boycott the movie. Ain't gonna take the money she's made from it away. So the question now is, is it a good movie or not? Which I'm probably not the person to ask. I am horrible with movies, man. The only with I the have, movie, I have only no idea. Movie, I might movie. watch it because Randall Park is in it. You know who that is? Uh-uh. He's Asian Jim from The Office. I'm looking at the cast. I'm looking at the cast right now. <laughs> you learn something new every day. And the guy that played Django Fett is in it too. From the classic movies. From uh, episode two and yeah, from episode two, that Tamara Morrison guy, and yeah. he, I think he played Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. Okay. And also the, what was this guy in? William Defoe played. He was a Green Goblin in one of the Spider Mans. I don't. Yeah, the like oh, like the two thousand two Spider Mans. He was the Green Goblin. He's in it too. Uh, and Jason and Jason Momoa, obviously. Yeah, this yeah he he's the original Green Goblin in my mind. Yeah, yeah, me too. So, this is a bonkers cast, actually. And that's where um, well, no, he he was in the first. He was the who? the guy who helped Aquaman in the first movie. Who? William Defoe. Oh, really? Yeah, look him up and then the Aquaman. Oh, I mean, I'm yeah. not gonna watch it. I don't. <laughs> I just, I'm just saying the cast is like in terms of star power, is actually, like... All over the place. No, it's there, dude. They've, like... If I recognize a lot of the people on here, like... That's gonna be solid. And Nicole, that Kid- Nicole Kidman is on here, and Jason Jason Momoa, obviously. Then Amber Heard, who's so, so famous, a great actress, you know? She's done nothing wrong in her life. <laughs> Did you watch the new Joker? That's no. The I don't know. That. I heard no. it's... I heard it's a really good. It's a good movie. Speaking of, is that videos no, and movies getting released? Did you see Brandon's music video? Mm-mm. I saw him recording it. So, is the does the video start with him in front of like a desk working on it, or yeah. like the studio? Okay, yeah, yeah. I seen I seen the clip of it. I, it was on a story. He put it out today. It dropped today. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, you should send it to me when we finish. Yeah, I will. Um, Brand. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so this podcast will come out before I did the one. So him and I recorded one earlier this week. Yeah. His story is actually nuts, dude. I don't know how much. Prior to Mary Wash? No, what he's been going through the last couple of years. And is um, it? Cause he... I'll leave it. I'll tell you, I'll tell you off later because I don't want, I don't. It's in, is it in, is it in his episode? What? Is it in his episode? Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what it's about. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So go listen to it when it comes out, people. Say less. Cool. Um, let's see. Is there any Marvel movies coming out soon? I don't know. I don't really care that much. I'm not gonna lie. I feel like after Endgame, it was kind of like that's exactly what I was thinking. I, I, Eternals was the acting and the the pacing of Eternals was off to me. Oh, I take it back. Doctor Strange and, and all them are coming out soon. 
Yeah, Hand Thor's new movie, which hopefully is hilarious. Yeah, did you see? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I want to see that but, one. Dude, I, apparently, I take that statement about Endgame back. Dog, apparently, back. wait about who? About Endgame and then it being over for me. I take oh. it back because I went to watch Spider Man No Way Home and I still haven't seen that. I'm trolling, dude. It's I like it, I heard it was like the ultimate fan service. Yeah, it's really good. I liked it. I'm waiting for it to hit Disney Plus. That's really it. The end made me a bit emotional. Yeah, not gonna lie. Don't spoil it. I've heard. I've heard so much about it. And I was like, oh yeah, I still haven't seen it. Thor: Love and Thunder premiere. When is this? The, but I've I've seen I've seen like numerous <laughs> articles of how well of an actor Christian Bale is as the the God Hunter. As what? Wait. Oh, in this movie? Oh, he's the bad guy. Oh, is he really? Oh, he's the bad guy, and I've oh, heard Thor: okay. The God Slayer. God Slayer. I don't know, but I now I kind of want to watch it. Like, I'm watching. I mean, I wanted to anyways. I think Thor is probably my. So for me, Tony Stark is my favorite. Yeah. Of them, but it's, he's he kicked off the entire this entire yeah. He, like, like Iron Man one is like one of my favorite movies ever. It's hard to not. It's hard to not put it up there. Yeah, and then behind him for the Avengers, Thor is like. He's second for me, though. Yeah, he might be. I'm trying to think of who else. Yeah, I, he might be second. I think. Yeah, like me, Chris, he, like, do you consider Chris Pratt like Chris Pratt's character in Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, he's not really an Avenger, but like, he was in there. Like, he's. But funny. I will say this, dude. I remember. I remember Guardians. They that 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 series holds a special place in my heart. Because yeah. I did, I never watched. I didn't read the the Marvel comics of Guardians of the Galaxy back in the day. So I remember this was like what year did it come out? It was like twenty eighteen, right? Twenty seventeen. Yeah, the first one. Okay. Side note. I don't know when this is coming out. Probably the twenty seventh. Yeah. And we're recording this on Friday when the Roe v. Wade thing just happened. Yeah. And I don't want to get into a political discussion, but a headline just popped up. It says, Washington, uh, D.C. bridge shut down after man scales archway to protest the decision. Dude is just chilling at the top of this fucking bridge. Just sitting, standing? I don't know. I'm trying to see. It's an ad for pizza. If that's not a, <laughs> if that's not a more American situation, I've, I don't think. An ad for pizza ahead of a video about Roe v. Wade. Might be the most American thing ever. That's not true. Nobody, I take it back. Don't hate me, people. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know. Is it from Fox News? Yeah. 1,400-foot structure. My man is just up there chilling. Yeah, dude, that's kind of nuts. Ain't, wouldn't wouldn't and, be me. And, 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 you know what's wild, bro? <laughs> people are not going to be caring about him at all. They're just going to be like, ah, it's taking me so long to get home today. Even after they know why, they'll they'll probably just be more more mad at the. They probably would be. They probably would be, to be honest, dude. That's wild. James. Uh, Yeah. I don't know, man. But yeah, Marvel though. Want to see Thor? That's gonna be a good one. That's that's probably really short. Sure. When does it come out? Do you know? That's a good question. I have no clue. All right, Google on the second <laughs> again. Google it is. When does Thor? 
There's actually an interesting video about Gould. You watched John Oliver's last week tonight? No. Is he still on late the late night net cable stuff? Or is he on, it's on HBO? Show? I watch it on YouTube. I don't know. I I stopped watching like all those like the John Olivers, the Trevor Noahs, the Jimmy Kimmels, the Fallons, the I stopped I I don't watch them anymore really. I will say they John got a, they got a bit like, annoying to me. It, and it, it kinda it because again it's it's like I'm pretty sure someone writes their jokes um and they just execute it because they are who they are. Yeah. But a really a really good one to watch. If you look up John Oliver and then look up tech monopolies, like technology company monopolies, mm. it's worth the watch. Google right. Google's a topic on it and it talks about how they've transitioned from just being a resource to find stuff mm-hmm. to when you Google something, you never leave Google. You don't even realize that you like when you Google something, right? You know how you're on the home page, it says all, you scroll down and it says people also ask and it gives you those answers, those questions. Yeah. Right? Notice you never leave Google. You never leave that home page. I don't when I find that I don't click on those links. Right, I click the little drop down arrow. It reads it, and then I'm done. I'll leave the website. Yeah, I do that too. I'll do that unless the link is like, "Oh, this is exactly what I'm looking for." No, exactly. not it. But like, aside from that, I don't. Do if it. you're looking for just information, like just yeah. oh, I just need an answer real quick, and it's not in that first thing. Yeah, I don't click on. People ask you, find it, you get off of Google. It talks about how companies get their money by traffic, by site traffic. They sell yeah. those ads because they have site traffic. Well, if Google is scraping your website for the answer that people look for and never actually linking you to, I mean, they put the link there, but if they're giving you the answer in Google's little screen thing, yeah, there's no traffic going to that website. Yeah, it's talking, um, it, yeah. So, I mean, and if you're looking up, if you look up flight, like you buy a, a flight ticket, a plane ticket off of Google without ever actually having to go to like AmericanAirlines.com or Travel Expedia, whatever. No, I don't. I don't trust. Look, I don't. I don't trust getting plane tickets from places that aren't the planes because like if my, if I show up and my QR code don't work, somebody I'm throwing hands with nobody, but like (laughs) with no one, because I don't know whose fault it is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. But like also speaking of planes, dude, we are traveling back from, uh, I forgot where we were, but we were traveling back from somewhere and they, I got an email. It was like, oh, your flight's been like, your flight's been delayed. So you're not going to get to your connecting flight. So we've rebooked you for tomorrow. And I was like, what if I was staying in a hotel that I had already checked out of? Then Mm -hmm. what? What if I had things to do? Like, (laughs) what if I was going to a wedding or uh, something important? That cannot be rescheduled. Yeah, that can't be rescheduled. Then what? Just, oh, sorry. Got rescheduled. What? I got very lucky that all I missed was my Sunday. And that'd be it. And, and like we weren't in a hotel. We were in like a somebody had rented a house and we were leaving a day early. Yeah. So like we got lucky. But I was like, um that's messed up. And yeah. like there's no What can you do? You, you can't do anything. You literally can't do anything because it's like you. What do you go yell at the fucking attendant? And they're like, "I didn't break. I didn't make it rain outside." Go talk to Thor. Like, no. Let, like, let me let me go grab this little dingy plane and fly you there real quick. I got yeah, you. Yeah, like you literally can't do anything. Yeah. And so then I was like, "It's like yeah, I can't do anything." But I don't, have, have you been to restaurants as of late? 
Well, what do you, like, like, what do you mean? Have, like, have you, a better question. Have you tried to order crab from restaurants? There's been a crab shortage. I went to the Cheesecake Factory twice in like the past, like maybe two months. And there's yeah. been a bunch of, and, you know, the creamy crab dip, whatever you, anything with crab. Nothing? Oh, you know, you're up front. There, we don't have crab. There's been like either a nationwide or a region-wide crab shortage. They haven't had crab for like a month and a half. I'm about to just dive into Chesapeake and give me some crabs, bro. And then my, my whole thought is that exact same thing is, well, there's going to be someone who probably got mad at the server saying that there's no no crab. Like, oh, hold on, let me go, let me grab my diving gear real quick. Let me go grab you some, some Maryland yeah. crab real quick. Go cook this up for you. Like, how are you going to get mad at someone who's trying to serve you over something that the entire region cannot obtain? Yeah, that's wild. People still, do it, though, still. They still will do it. And the crap is, is like, you know, and that's the weird thing with private. If I was a server or somebody like that, I would respond in that way. Like, oh, let me just go get you some crabs real quick, sir, from the ocean. Let me go. Let me go. Let me go dive real quick. Yeah, I got you. Let me let me fly you on my hot air balloon to like wherever you need to go. It's like no, that doesn't that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. That's that's wild. But yeah, speaking of food, dude, people, everything like I was I was buying chicken, mm-hmm. and it's like. Double crazy. the price. It's crazy expensive. Gas is double the price. Eggs are like double the price. Like when I do my budget, I I I, uh, I section off like specific, I split between supermarket and restaurants, right? And uh-huh. I think I spent like two hundred fifty dollars in May on restaurants alone. I barely. I need to. I've yet to go to a grocery store and like observe the price of like essential groceries like chicken like rice eggs no, milk, all of this stuff not, all i've heard is that the stuff is through the roof i forgot where i think it was in a youtube video i was watching where someone was saying that where they live at grapes is now eight dollars i don't know how much grapes is the last time i went to the store i paid so a normal run for me yeah is like around mid 100s yeah, I paid like two twenty last time. Mm. Seventy dollar increase for like the yeah. same. So like the same, maybe. Here. I mean, yeah, I mean, like give or take a couple things that like you only get once in a while, but yeah. generally, like, yeah. There's no way no. No, and you know how much more I'm not getting paid? That's seventy dollars. Yeah. I love you, work. You've given me a job, and I appreciate you, but also. Cost of living. Cost of living. <laughs> I had a friend, or uh, actually not a friend, uh, yeah, a friend who uh, calculated the cost of inflation or the percentage of inflation, mm. which was 7%. So he was saying if your company has not given you a 7% increase, they're actually paying you quote unquote less based on inflation. Yeah, was, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, just, I, yeah, it's just how it works. But like the thing is, so with my company, like we're tied to like, we, we said that we were going to do, a certain amount of work for a certain dollar amount. You can't change it. Yeah. So I mean, word. Yeah. So yeah. it sucks. I mean, it is what it is. Like I'm not like my company's great and like they treat the employees really well and it's not a them problem. It's a it's world the problem. It's the yeah, it's, yeah. It's everything. So economy. Yeah. It's I don't know, dude. It's Which is like, it's it's odd being like at an age where we're young adults on like the cusp, you know, it can go either way, but on the cusp of recession, right? Like 
as kids, you know, we're alive, we made it through. Yeah. Somehow. We didn't have to bear the brunt of, dang, freaking eggs is $5 now, as you did maybe back in the way. And I don't know if it was, you know, $5 back then, but it might be $5 now. I don't know, but I, I think we did in some ways. We just didn't understand. Didn't understand. We probably did in some days. Like, hey, I need new shoes. Hey, no. Sorry, I need new shoes. Yeah. But again, we we survived. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't a catastrophic. It wasn't ah, you know, throwing fit. You know, it might actually happen in real time, but it wasn't massive enough to like alter the course of stuff, right? Oh, I heard you have a long call. I'm hoping I'm hoping that that's the case now. Yeah, that like we'll get through it. Like it'll suck, but like if I feel like people know how to manage their money more better now than they did yeah. 20 years ago. Um, and I'm hoping we're able to kind of get through it and get out the other side stronger for it. But also, also people are people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to get a little bit more savvy with investments because this is the time to put some money in the market. And I ain't saying this. I'm not a financial advisor. Facts. Facts. I'm not a financial I keep asking. I'm like, is it time to buy? People are like, oh, I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. I would say, I mean, the thing is, look at, look at trends. Look at trends over, over a year. And the thing about, the thing, it's hard. That's, a, that's the purpose of financial advisors is everyone's, everyone's financial situation is different, mm-hmm. right? So let's say you invest now in something that's $25 a share, right? Yeah. You, bought, you put $100 in, you get four shares. Yeah. And next week it drops down to fifteen dollars. Yeah. Right? There might have been someone who didn't want to spend a hundred dollars at twenty five dollars a share, who got lucky and invested at fifteen dollars, and might have only gotten you know still four shares paid, yeah. seven, whatever the case might be. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't say what's a good decision. You both you both own shares of it. Yeah. But you can't say which you know you you're always the goal is you buy low, sell high. But you can't yeah. you can't predict the market in a sense unless no. you know you know, inside trading on nine yards, but I don't know. Does, is, any, does anyone actually do that? Is that a thing? Insider trading? That's a joke. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to pull out, pull out my notebook, dog. I, mean, I, I got live results. <sighs> yeah. But it's like, you know, you, you make the decision of when you want to buy in, when you're comfortable to buy in and when you're comfortable to sell. And that was one thing I did learn is you, you want to have, a sale price or a profit amount that you're comfortable with. And you yeah. know, that's where I messed up with Dogecoin. I remember I bought Dogecoin back when it was like 19 hundredths of a penny, right? Like a zero. Oh, did you not sell? Dog. I'm still holding on like 1500. No. Shit right now. I, I, made bought like, I bought it like once it started to go up yeah. and then I was like, I didn't put enough in for like when it went from like 20 cents to like 60 cents. I was like, well, it doesn't matter. I, I was planning on just holding it anyways. But like, I mean, I thought crypto was going to be like what crypto said it was going to be. So I'm like, it, might, look, it still you know, might be. It still might be like 26, you know, let's say you bought Bitcoin in 2016 when it was $5 and in 2018, it only got up to like $50. You're like, dog, this is a waste. This ain't it. Yeah, right. And then it went up to 60K. So, it, it, you know, you, I can't tell you what three years is going to look like. And a no. lot of these, like, I don't understand, fully understand blockchain. I don't fully understand how crypto works. No, I don't either. But, I need to get like somebody on here to explain it. Very good well, idea for podcast. Yeah. Do you know yeah. anyone? It's like, I don't know anyone. It's like, hey, are you a blockchain engineer? It's like, no. I knew a guy. I knew a guy who, uh, he mined it. 
dude had like two computers in his bedroom mining it his bedroom freaking was like it was it was a friend of a friend basically i was hanging out at a friend's house and he was like yo you want to come see the setup pulled up and it's like he's got like the room was hot but only because he had ac like a full ac setup in there but the room was hot just because these things were like cranking yeah dude that's so, bonkers what was like i don't know i was about to ask what the processing power was doesn't really matter all i know is like the high-end graphic you need a graphics card a which I don't really know why, but uh, you need a decent graphics card. And he had, he said, he basically once you, it's like shoe, it's like selling shoes. Once you get into the game, you find other people who do it, who can get you stuff. So he said he paid mm. like just a little bit over retail for both of his graphics cards, just because the guy he bought them from had like 20 of them. Like he was, I wouldn't say a scalper. I mean, he probably had bots that got them when they dropped, but dude had a bunch of them. So he said, I'll hook you up with them. Got them Those started. people are a different breed. The one that have bots to buy things when oh, they yeah. drop. You know those people, in? those people be different, bro. I and knew. I, it, like, I kind of wish that I did that, but also, like, you gotta want it. It, it feels a bit sl- like sleazy. Not that it is, like, but it's. I don't the, know. The crap is once it, it's. It was a a tool that was used to secure something that you want, right? And even though we have our reserved opinions about it, the, the mindset is, well, if I don't use it someone else will oh i mean yeah i don't i don't know people like people want to do it and it's just like it feels a bit for me right because there's there might have been a kid waiting on christmas to try and buy them shoes or buy that graphics card yeah and then you're gonna sell it to him for like triple the price as soon as he as soon as he tries to the site crashes your bot just secured 15 of them and now he's got to hope that he can get them for 700 fair play to those people dude because like the first ones that figured out that you could do that yeah like that's all coders it's coders well i know but i'm saying that's a genius move like think imagine thinking of that like you're sitting in your like room or whatever and you're Wait, like, what, else what if i what if i coded something that could buy all of one thing when it first came out and then turn it into a sellable product yeah you turn Nuts. that that process into a sellable product hey you take this little usb device you install it in your computer you know, you and you, you'd have to do like not only would you have to code it to do that, you would then have to create an interface so people can pick where they want that stuff purchased from. Yeah. Right. So, and you'd have to put your payment on the card, like on the in the code. So, in, like in the code, so it, it automatically would trigger it and charge yeah. this card. So, if, if all I'm saying is, if I was the creator of the bot, well, I'd be rolling in money right Fair now. play, dude. Fair play, though. Fair play. And so, and the, and the craziest thing is, like, we say that now, but there's something that is innovative that we are like, yo, how come we didn't think of this sooner that's going to come out in, like, the next five years? Well, it's like, that's because those are the people that, and it, like, when DoorDash came out, I was like, that was such a good idea. Why did I, why did nobody else do that? It's like, pe- remember, only pizza, only pizza was delivered. I remember my uncle back in 2017 uh-huh. was, was telling me about... I think it was Door. What's the other? What's the other big? The big companies. Uber, Uber Eats or Grubhub. Grubhub. Yeah. He was telling me about in 2017, bro. This is five years ago. If he invested in that, dude. Oh yeah. He, then... he, I remember he he gave me because we were talking about this. We were, I was, he, he's up in Canada. We were in New York, like in Times Square. I remember yeah. like today, dude gave me a hundred dollar bill. He was like, "I want you to use this. Open up a TD Ameritrade account and invest in this." And he kept telling me he was like. I don't. I can't tell you if it's gonna. You know, I can't tell you if it's gonna be viable. But it's it's been. You know, it's been it's been working out so far. At least in Canada, where he said he was, this thing called Grubhub. And I was like, eh. 
I was in school. This is back when we were at Mary Water. Yeah. This thing called Helios and Mathiasin. It was a, it was a it was a ticker for a, a product called Movie Pass, and basically it was a subscription in this card you got to go to movie theaters. Right, you pay like eleven ninety nine or twenty some dollars a month, and you can go see unlimited movies for the month. Yeah, unlimited movies as long as you kept the subscription going. Right, stock price goes from like two dollars up to thirty five dollars. I jump in at like sixteen. Again, I didn't sell. Goes up to thirty two. They go bankrupt because they were lo- like it's it was a losing money model. Right, like yeah, movie tickets are already like twelve dollars if you're not going for a matinee or a cheaper day. Yeah. So I can pay one, pay the price of one movie ticket and see twelve movies, and really as long as I want. It's a, it was yeah. a losing. It was I know people that had it. Model. It was a losing business model. And the company yeah. went bankrupt. Helios Mathiasen tanked. I lost that hundred dollars. And here Grubhub is now is one of the was yeah here Grubhub is one of the major companies that you have when it yeah. comes to food delivery. Yeah. Right? So it's being able to see, knowing like, don't let the the skyrocket or to the moon as for the memes for GameStop and all of that. Not don't let that trick you. Right, no. it'll make you want to pour your money in now. But if you if it's if it's not a get in and get out scheme, it's not a long term investment. You have to be able oh, to, for sure to see this is what this was going to make money over five years because five years from now I will still do this. Yeah, people, and you it's, know, it's that and like what is a problem that most people have and is someone actively trying to solve it now, yeah. and like, but maybe they haven't solved it yet. And like th- those are the ones that like. You can throw some money and do yep. some, do a little bit here, do a little bit there. Like the higher risk ones. Uh, yeah. I want to, I wish I was like a, I want to find like a company startup and invest in a startup rather than something that's already on the New York Stock Exchange. Yeah. I mean. Then that's real ownership of a company. If I give you $2,000 for all you need is 10000 I own 20% of that company now. Yeah. I mean. That's uh, a real investment. You know, yeah. I don't know what business you need $10,000 to start up nowadays. You probably need more, but. I mean, it depends on what you're doing. Yeah, it's all the barrier, mind. like the barriers to entry to a lot of things, are really low right now because of because the internet exists. Yep. But the barriers of entry to other things are, by and the same can, token, because the internet exists, it's higher because the quality of the products are higher because you can get stuff from wherever you want in the world for cheaper. So it's it. like, it's both. It's like the actual cost for barrier to entry is lower. But the quality of the products is high. Like you have to put out because there's so many because the market's saturated with all these different things. You have to actually like your idea can't just be good. Like you got to have a good product with the idea as well. Yeah. And so that makes things a bit. It's I don't know. It's just different. It's just different now. Yeah. I'll say last point because we've been on for a little tech. Look, watch that tech monopolies video by John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It talks about, I think it goes into like, it's hard to even try to create a new product or a new yeah. service if it even slightly encroaches on a blue chip company's territory. Oh, they for sure. Because they, they will send come after you. They will either um, buy you out or sue you for something. Yeah. Or, or threaten to sue you for everything you got and make yeah. you shut down or stop before you can actually yeah. get into the market. So. Yeah. Or like offer to pay your people way more, or like something. Yeah. All these little tricks of it's the. Hard, it's hard to have real competition when the main player in town owns the police. Well, I won't say owns the police, but basically owns anything that can enforce to get you to stop. They run that. No, I mean they just donate to people's campaigns. That's what it is. So. Do another thing. I forgot where I learned this. Wait, do, do big companies do that? What? Donate to people's campaigns. 
Oh, you, you can, but forget that's a joke that. too, Jason. Come on. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so one thing that I thought what I was been crazy to me was a lot of people on Capitol Hill is like, let's say I'm a chief, somebody's chief of staff for five yeah. years. They lose their elections. They lose their elected seat, right? Yeah, no, they I just could, go to somebody else. Well, they could do that, or they could just go to the tech industry and get hired on as a lobbyist. You yeah, already know people. you live yeah. in Washington D.C. I can make six figures, probably closer to you know one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars, because I already know people. I know the lay of the land. I just now work for Apple. Yeah, now, it's just I a go, cycle. Then they just cycle, cycle through and back, and then their guy gets elected uh, again, and then they go there, back and work for him again. There is the a whole high thing. percentage, a high percentage of rotation of like sixty percent of like the tech lobbyists were at some point either staffers or lobbyists for specifically other organizations, yeah. and they already have the connection. So it's like, why worry about trying to hire somebody to make those connections? I can hire you. You already know everybody. Yeah. So. Well, that's a happy note to end this on. Yeah. <laughs> Tech Monopolies, man. John Oliver is worth right. much. All right. I endorse him. Not this is good content. Yeah. This good. is a good one. I enjoyed this. We just talked about shit. That was fun. So it's good to, it's good to segue. As you said, when you have a good, when you have someone you can talk with, you know, time doesn't seem as, yeah. as, as, as tight sure. as So, cool. All right. This is it. All right, everybody. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>